one one thing is uh, very close where I was living, where I was born. There was the Gilera motorcycle factory, okay. and uh, they had a motocross team. And actually, I probably was, I think, probably around 14, 15 years old, not more than that. I sent a letter to them uh, offering myself for uh -huh. a job. And I offer myself like, uh, okay, now it's, it's funny to remember, but <laughs> I say that I would have been available to go for free to be a help mechanic for their team with tires, with fuel, Just or washing like, the bike, in, whatever. <laughs> and, um, okay, so if I get this, I will laugh now, probably, if I get a letter like this. to last on the breaks here we are as you can maybe see behind me in valencia recording uh, another episode for you a little bit short and sweet this week but with i think it's fair to say now one of our favorite people in the paddock yeah davide brivio is our guest and it is a bit shorter than we're expecting though actually was a bit longer than also we were expecting to he had to unfortunately run off after <laughs> that's about, a riddle <laughs> yeah after about 25 minutes he had a very important factory meeting so he uh, he couldn't miss that and had to uh and but we it meant that actually we didn't get through half of this all our, our stuff that we wanted to talk about um but we did find out some things we didn't know about him um Suzuki team manager, very very much the sort of figurehead of the Suzuki's returning to MotoGP project. Uh, and as you'll find out, if you want to be a MotoGP team manager, all you budding managers out there, well, the key to it, as you'll find out, is basically do every single job in a team. <laughs> right? <laughs> and send letters to them offering that as well. Yeah, free work. No. Even back <laughs> when he was 14 years old, he said. What, so many fascinating stories. But what else are we going to be talking about with him today? Frank? Well, there's plenty because those of you who may already know, know that Davide is a cornerstone of Suzuki now, but also has a history with Yamaha as well uh, in the uh, sort of Valentino Rossi when they just couldn't start winning anything heyday and also the switch to the team. Some super back chat in there as well and it all comes down to surprise surprise a love of motocross early on so kind of a repetitive not repetitive in a bad way but mm. uh, very much a repeating theme amongst a lot of these chats so thanks motocross for all that you've given us yeah. Um, but yeah I think it's a really really interesting chat really nice guy and especially a bit on their rider choices for Suzuki now at the end is a yeah. good listen yeah quite right uh, I think uh, Davide Brivio is as you'll hear he uh I think he was coming into us, he was clearly not briefed about what we we're going to be talking about and he expected some current <laughs> affairs. How are you feeling about Joanne's potential world championship win this year? And we said we're just going to be talking about you and the skills that you need to become team manager. He was pleasantly surprised. And yeah, I, I promise you this because I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this thinking, I really wanted some more and, and I did too. We will, so we we will, will endeavor, plan to bring more. Yeah, we will get a, a part two with Davide Brivio. Hashtag um, free Brivio, get it trending and we'll get that to you 2021. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's it really, isn't it? Without no. further ado, handing over to us, let's Davide dive Brivio. in. So, as we can all see from the shot today is joining us Davide Brivio from Team Suzuki X-Star superstar of the paddock or they're a little bit more behind the scenes wow. <laughs> more behind the scenes <laughs> uh, but definitely one of the biggest architects of suzuki's current success and you've got some interesting uh, past in the paddock as well uh, with yamaha uh, but obviously first of all we usually start with asking people who maybe the fans don't know quite as much about you 
where did your interest in bikes come from? Because that's where it all starts, wow. I guess, for everyone, okay. right? I mean, interesting. I always had interest in the bike, and uh, I like I like motorcycle racing since I was very young. And uh, this was also something quite strange because I didn't have friends that likes motorbikes. Uh, normally where I was living, everybody played football <laughs> most. And, uh, but motorcycle is something quite far from them. But um, I always like it. I started to, to buy newspaper, started to get informed. And then I started follow a lot motocross at the beginning. So many stories in this paddock start with motocross. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there was also one small track close to my house when where some good riders racing in a national championship were going to train. So I was going there and watching them training. And this is how it started. And then, um, of course, my dream was to, to race one day, you know. Then uh, I also started to follow road racing. And I, w I remember one time I was dreaming to buy a one to five Grand Prix and try to get into the track. But I, of course I had no money for that. Mm -hmm. So try to look for some sponsor, going to, to meet uh, maybe somebody which has a, a company and ah, you, have, you should sponsor me, I buy <laughs> a bike. Okay, it's a little bit crazy to think about that now. And also one, one thing is uh, very close where I was living, where I was born, there was the Gilera motorcycle factory okay. and uh, they had a motocross team and actually I probably was I think probably around 14 15 years old not more than that I sent a letter to them uh, offering myself for uh -huh. a job and I offered myself like a, okay now it's it's funny to remember but <laughs> I say that I would have been available to go for free to be a help mechanic for their team with tires, with fuel, Just or like, washing the bike, whatever. <laughs> and um, okay, so if I get this, I will laugh now, probably, if I get a letter like this. But they were very nice. I mean, I got a, an answer from Gilera, and uh, they say, okay, thank you very much, but we are okay with the <laughs> stuff and whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> that's <just> quite. Uh, <laughs> Okay, they were quite nice, no? Okay, I, think. I don't know if it was Pernat at that time or not, but <laughs> whatever. And uh, so I always tried to do something in, uh, in, in the motorcycle. And then uh, actually, uh, I try also to race. Uh, I did a few races with motocross, motocross bike. I bought a bike and start racing, but, but I was not fast enough. So I, I, I couldn't have a future as a rider. So I had to think something else. Then, okay, it's a long story, but then I started to, to work with a, a, a small motorcycle magazine. I was following motor, motocross racing at the local level and uh, writing article and taking pictures or like oh, so your oh, background's right. journalism yeah i mean calling journalists maybe it's too much okay. but kind <laughs> of Water, yeah right. kind of wow. and um, the, the very interesting thing is that uh, then in a in a few years i was doing this on sunday i mean i had my regular job and then on sunday go to watch the race and write an article like a, a free time job part-time job and uh, not a job, it's like uh, for fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the interesting thing that it was sometime they, they were asking me to do interviews to some like interesting people. 
I remember going to interest to inter make an interview to uh, Castiglioni, the, the owner of Kajiva right. at that time. It was the 10th anniversary of foundation of Kajiva. So I went oh. to his office, make an interview. And then also I remember Giorgio Saporiti, which was was a guy that created a motocross track and uh, very interesting racing in Italy. So for me, it was like I, I could I could make the question that were interesting to me. So mm -hmm. I wanted to know. I, I could ask what I wanted to know. So, you know, <laughs> the interview was a kind of an excuse for me, you know, a good opportunity to know something more. That's so funny. So that's uh, how it started. Then uh, then I was uh, I was asked by a sponsor at that time that was Fabrizio Pirovano racing in a World Superbike Championship. And uh, one of his sponsors asked me to go to follow the team as a, okay, it's a big word for what I was doing, but let's say, let's call it press officer in the, <laughs> now we will call like that, yeah. you know? <laughs> and uh, so following the race, make press releases and things like that. It was not really my job. And uh, I was struggling a lot to write a press release in English, uh, uh, whatever. But that's how everything started. My first race, I remember, was Jerez, Jerez de la Frontera, my first trip. Getting into the flight alone, go to Jerez to follow World <laughs> Superbike race. And I remember the first impact was, for me, amazing because I arrived into the paddock. I was with uh, Fabrizio Pirovano team. That's how we started. And thanks to Fabrizio also, I started everything in this uh, sport. Uh, and then I was there. I remember meeting the rider. I mean, in the paddock, you meet the rider. I was looking at Ellie, Roche, Falapa. For me, it was like, uh, I was feeling like in Disneyland, you know? For me, it was like a dream because I only, uh, I was, I only seen them on a newspaper, on a magazines, you know, on a picture. So that's, that's the start. And then I've been in Superbike for many, many years. Uh, 11 years and then moved to MotoGP in 2001 uh, following Noriyuki Ahaga in his first year with 500cc as a uh, working for Yamaha uh, Yamaha asked me to follow to assist Noriyuki Ahaga and then in from 2002 I started the MotoGP with uh, the, at that time was a Marlboro Yamaha team with uh, Max Biaggi and Carlos Checa yeah, it sounds like your yeah your career to that point, especially working in MotoGP, you've worked with some of the biggest superstars there are in the sports. Noriyuki Haga, even you know, what a what a superstar of the sport that was. What what's it like working with those guys so closely uh, at that time, especially when they're getting near the peak of their careers and their popularity? Yeah, for for me at the beginning, you mean? Yeah, yeah, at the beginning, and then well, then how how does it compare to now? Yeah, I mean, when I when I start when I was working in Superbike, we had. Uh, we had Colin Edwards at the very beginning. I mean, the first time that Colin Edwards ever left America came out from America. <laughs> he came to Italy to 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 test the World Superbike. Was a, a kid. I remember very well. It was very fun. And then there was Scott Russell in our team yeah. at that time, and Noriyuki Aga, of course. That was Superbike. Then it was like uh, for me, I took like I, I was a kind of young in that in that uh, position. I was, I started like a team coordinator and then um, later appointed like a team manager or whatever, but I was like a big uh, kind of learner. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, to learn. I mean, for me, it's a little bit strange, but I was used to, to, to read 
magazine and newspaper. For me, like uh, the, the team manager at that time was like, you know, I was looking like Kenny Roberts has his own team, Giacomo Agostini, his own team, all these people. And for me, it was something like, uh, I mean, a little bit too much for me. I was thinking. Like they so were all stars as well. Exactly. As for me, they manager. were a star. So I was trying to learn as much as possible, try to. And one, one interesting thing, uh, because I, I was feeling young and with no experience, but I had to, to manage something. Then I always tried to learn from also the people working into the team. There were some expert mechanics, maybe many years experience. I was very often going and asked for advice. What do you think if we do this? What do you think if we do that? Yeah. Um, this helped me a lot. I remember at the beginning, I started to work uh, also with uh, uh, Fiorenzo Fanali, for instance. It was, he was long time mechanic and crew chief with Giacomo Agostini, then Eddie Lawson. Big experience, and at the very beginning, he helped me a lot on this, no? in order to, to, to get advice, information, telling me about his uh, old experience, uh, past experience, and things like that. So I always try to grow up and try to learn as much as possible from everywhere. No? Yeah. Well, so. it seemed to work out quite well. <laughs> I don't so know. <laughs> <laughs> if we... So talking about then going on that journey and moving up and up and you moved to MotoGP, we have to ask, we'll go back to Suzuki, but we have to ask as well about how you ended up kind of at the head of the Valentino Rossi ship <laughs> and also when it was really the height of success. And how different was that when at the time it's the most successful team, highest profile rider as well, still now obviously a huge star and a great team, but it was such domination from them at the time as well. Yeah. How different was that compared to when you move over and you're first here? Yeah, it's it's a long story, but uh, okay, try to be quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, in 2002, uh, I I joined Yamaha as uh, yeah as a team director of the team, and at that time, uh, still like now, was Lynn Jarvis managing director, so it was my boss, and. Um, and then basically the, the, the management of the team we were doing, let's say together. And uh, so the rider were Biagi and Cheka. But then after, let's say in the middle of that season, in, in the summer, Yamaha decided to, to not renew uh, Biagi's contract. So then we had uh, uh, Melandri the next year replacing Biagi. So the, the team was Cheka Melandri. But the 2003 was, a has been a quite a difficult year. We didn't score any podium in all the season. The only podium for Yama that year was uh, Alex Barros uh, on the wet in Le Mans. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex Barros was racing in Tech 3, so the satellite team. So the only podium that Yama scored was that one. And uh, so we were thinking even before, I mean, before the season started during 2002, um, how to, to get uh, to, to improve the team because in two, we were in 2002 but in 2005 would have been the 50th anniversary of Yamaha so Yamaha wanted to, to, to do something big so then we decided to try with Valentino <laughs> at the beginning even inside Yamaha it was, was considered like a crazy idea I mean Many people consider impossible Valentino leaving Honda to come to Yamaha, which 
no podium, no competitive bike. Yamaha was wow. was not winning a title by 12 years, you know. So, and also there were some different way of thinking where they were saying, if Valentino arrives in Yamaha and we win, then everybody says because of Valentino. Mm -hmm. If Valentino comes to Yamaha and we don't win, then they say it's uh, Yamaha's fault. Yeah. It's a difficult yeah. balance, isn't it? And then I, I remember also at that time, let's say, I say, okay, we're not winning by 12 years. Let's start to win. Then we will see how, <laughs> then we'll how deal to with manage, the, you know? the public relations of <laughs> <Yeah>. the win. <laughs> yeah. And um, anyway, it was a long negotiation. There's been many stories around that. And uh, the, the, the very important part was also that uh, Furuzawa joined the project mm. in uh, June 2003. And it really give a big boost to this, uh, to convince the company to, to hire Valentino. And uh, with him, honestly, yeah, we, we changed the Yamaha history, I would say, in the racing at that time. No? Yeah. Yamaha became like dominant for, for many years. And Valentino, of course, we won title. I, I have to say thank you very much for Valentino. <laughs> it allowed me also to, 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 to achieve this big target. But also what I think he brought into Yamaha at that time was the winning mentality. So the, the, the approach was different, you know, like uh, um, one thing is to race, to participate and try to do your best. One thing is to race and with the target to yeah. win the title. Mm. Also for me, it was not a shock, but was a big changing, you know, it was looking like it was a kind of a different job. Mm. Because when you go for win the title, then everything has to be, uh, everything I, I would say, almost be. perfect yeah. or always thinking about that. The everything aim always be. has to be perfection, yeah. so, right? even if you don't uh, get it. And I think Valentino transfer a lot of this mentality into Yamaha, you know, how to to win, you know, how to approach the racing with the target to win races. You know? I, I want, yeah, that, the, that's a fascinating story in that, in that respect, the winning mentality. And it almost feels like you've, oh, well, is it you who's brought that mentality to Suzuki now? Exactly. Uh, or is that a mixture? I don't, I mean, how are you at when, Suzuki When I joined now? Suzuki, <laughs> I tried to, of course, Suzuki has a long experience in yeah. racing. This year is the 60th anniversary of racing. Numbers are lining up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when I joined, uh, I mean, it's, it's been very exciting, you know, the begin with Suzuki. When I joined Suzuki, I tried to use my experience, mostly at the begin, the experience to work with Japanese company, right. which I think is something a little bit, uh, uh, okay, it's a different culture, no? Yeah, Clearly, yeah, between yeah. European and Japanese, so you have to find the balance and the way. So this... I tried to avoid with Suzuki some mistake that I probably did with Yamaha before, you know? <laughs> yeah. So this helped me. And uh, yeah, with Suzuki, maybe try to, I tried to bring some of this mentality, like, okay, let's try to do something big. Let's try to win. Let's uh, win. But, and I have to say thank you very much because Suzuki always follow up, yeah. you know, this one and they, I mean, they've been agreed, they supported. Uh, I mean, we, we did all these things together with their support, you know, because... Because uh, you were there from the start of the return, weren't you? Yes, because uh, when, when I was called by Suzuki, actually, I was working for Valentino, but uh, for his private 
private thing, you know, like in, in a private company, in a Valentino's company. And uh, Suzuki call and say, and they say they wanted to come back to the MotoGP and they wanted to reorganize the team. So honestly, okay, I like very much this type of job, you know, <laughs> it was difficult to, to leave Valentino, I mean, as such a big icon of the sport, also honestly, very fun to work with. Uh, many, many positive things. On the other side, I was missing a little bit the organization team, yeah. creating the yeah. team and whatever. And with Suzuki, the, the, the very nice thing is that we really started from a white paper. And I remember one of the first meetings where I asked, because they, Suzuki left MotoGP in 2011. And when I started to, to talk to them was the end of 2012. And I started officially 1st April 2013. So it wow, was only... Okay, that's not much time. Yeah, it no, feels just, like just a, year, a year later mm. after their retirement. So then we needed to reorganize the team. And then I said, okay, what about, what about the equipment? I mean, where was the, what is the base of the team? Mm -hmm. What is the tracks? What is the equipment, the crates and whatever? And I say, we got nothing. I say, what do you mean nothing? <laughs> what is the track? <laughs> uh, that were not our tracks. Okay. What is the equipment? That were not our equipment. Oh my and what is the, the workshop? We have no workshop. So we started and that's, that makes also things much more interesting. Mm. So that was very... I can I mean, imagine if you have learned all this stuff, it's another extra new challenge <laughs> yeah. to really build it For me it was a big well challenge, yeah. It. I mean, I will restart tomorrow, let's say, <laughs> as, a, as a, an excitement, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we start from a white paper. Okay, what do we need to buy? Okay, oh, yeah. let's buy this. We need this. We need that. Also people, equipment, everything. We start from scratch. So... Yeah, we we all very happy, very proud what we have done. And it's not been that long either. <laughs> and now here you are leading the Riders' Championship and pretty much in contention for everything this year. Yeah, that's also uh, one one very nice thing that uh, we as a Suzuki we are proud is uh, also this idea to to bring young riders and to grow up uh, from from the beginning and create a kind of Suzuki riders. Okay, you never know because they might leave the team one day and they're <laughs> not anymore Suzuki rider like it happens. But anyway, uh, especially our president, uh, uh, our top management uh, always try to stimulate us on going for this way, you know. It's uh, much more difficult, much more challenging, mm -hmm. if you like. Uh, but yeah, we also proud of this, like uh, we started at the beginning when we started this project that was Vinales, which we took from Moto2, actually of, only after one year of Moto2. And also people thinking that maybe that was too early, that's and not you, the right way to do. You did that again, didn't you? Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> with Juan. Then, then when <laughs> he left, we did with Alex because we like it that way. We like it the project. So we say, okay. Vinales is leaving. We we contracted Alex Rins and say, okay, he left. We restart again another time. And we started with Alex. With Alex, we, we can see like a good result. So we decided to do the same with John, John Mir. And uh, even again, only one year in Moto2 Moto and then bringing straight away in a MotoGP. And uh, also John, when John arrived to us, he only had, uh, he was only his fourth yeah season yeah. in the world championship it's i mean crazy, two years moto three one year moto two and then jumping in a moto gp 
So it was quite... Uh, and if you consider also for us, it's even more challenging for Suzuki because we don't have a satellite team. We don't have a place where we can get young riders, wait for a couple of years to see how they are and then move into factory team. We have to make a, a bet immediately, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, the bet is going quite well yeah, <laughs> at we, the moment. I mean, eh? we, we were lucky. <laughs> we were lucky enough to find uh, good guys, good riders like Alex, like John, good talent. And uh, also one, one, one important thing that we always try to, to do since the beginning of this project is that we wanted people uh, riders but also team staff and whatever kind of happy to join Suzuki not like maybe second or third choice or fourth choice right. you know so like uh, and I think okay we should ask them but I think uh, <laughs> uh, at that time for when we started the project was Alexis Pargaro and Vinales so mm. for them was an achievement to be into Suzuki factory team yeah. because Alex was in a private team and he joined factory team. Finally, uh, Vinales wanted to race MotoGP and he joined factory team, MotoGP. The same was for Alex, Alex Rins. He, he really wanted to be with us. And um, also John, John, John Mir. I remember the first, the first meeting with John. I say, okay, we would like you. Well, do you want to come to Suzuki? Say yes, I want to come to Suzuki. Okay, that's fine. Let's let's talk. You know. Yeah, that must so be a good thing to hear when we you've really been wanted part of it. people motivated to be with us. And it's not it's not easy. I mean, it's not it's not always like that. Maybe <laughs> no. Maybe sometimes uh, somebody <laughs> has no, no other choice. He has to come to, to us and whatever. So that's that's I think is one of the key to have people motivated and with passion. You try, yeah. and then sometimes and then day, it I, works. I, I, I got to say. I love hearing this. <laughs> I, I actually, we're going to request next year to have a part two because I'm very conscious of the time. You've got to go to another meeting, but, yeah, but we take hours. Be, no, but before, <laughs> before you before you go there, we do just want to do a quick quick fire round. So it'll be sort of one answer or the other um, before we let you go. I want to have a second <laughs> episode because I want to talk about the culture of Suzuki with you because it seems so. Ah, just it's the passion. We've seen you celebrating different. with your clappy hands. Yeah, getting thrown in the air. So we'll, ha we'll have a part two. Everyone, everyone, listen at home. But before we go, we do have the Kenwood quickfire round questions. Very simple, very easy format. You answer one or the other. So first of all, I want to ask you: Do you prefer coffee or tea? Sorry. Do you prefer coffee or tea? Coffee, of oh. course. Easy one. What's the favourite victory that you've ever been part of? Wow. Maybe uh, this is not so quick fire. This, <laughs> this is uh, difficult because there's many victory that was important. I don't know, difficult question. <laughs> wow. <Pass. laughs> uh, Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Beatles. Mm. Uh, the, a race that you most remember watching when you were a kid? Uh, actually, watching in live, I was in ah, cool. Imola. Uh, last race of the championship was Freddie Spencer and Kenny Roberts fighting for the title. At the end, Freddie won. The title uh, should have been 84, 83, nice. 84, cool. something like that. That's a great answer. That is. Um, <laughs> where's your favorite place on earth? Wow. Uh, for sure, uh, somewhere in the beach. <laughs> uh, okay, so that ruins I, I, I didn't one. decide yet. 
Where, but on the on the on the sea, I like the sea, the yeah. beaches, and yeah. okay. What's the best racetrack in the world? Let's say Mugello. Yeah, I could see that coming. Yeah, <laughs> there's, every, there's two answers for that. Yeah. Actually, actually also, Island. another best track in the world is Monza. <laughs> yeah. Because I was born in Monza. Ah, okay. cool. Okay, oh, okay. so, yeah. so that's, I should have said Monza, but okay, I'm thinking about MotoGP, so I say Mugello. <laughs> we'll let you off Right, well, I'm going to ask you one more because I'm really conscious we have to let you go. Uh, we want to know, is there a rider from the past who you would have loved to have worked with who you did not work with? Hmm. In the past, you mean maybe even before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no, I mean, no, I would say... I, like I feel like you have a good list of... Uh... Yeah, no, but also, of course, I, 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 I admire many riders of the mm. past. I, admire, I, was a, uh, I was a big fan of Lucinelli. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember being in the boat when he won the title and then there was in the radio the news Marco Lucinelli was champion I jumped into <laughs> into the sea to celebrate and of course I admire Agostini which I had the also uh, let's say in the years I had also I was lucky enough maybe to to know them you know so yeah. that they were my my hero of the past but no I I, I I, I don't have one rider that I really desire. I, it's interesting also to know them, even to chat them and to get to know each other. It's a great answer. Cool, it is. Right. Thank you so much for your okay. time. That was super My interesting. pleasure. Okay. No, it was all you, you allow me to remember things. <laughs> hey, you got to come back for a second great. episode. Yes, okay. thank anytime. you so much. Anytime. Thank you very much, Davide. Okay, right. you're welcome. You. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode, as always. So, things you've got to go look up after watching this episode. caters for the, the casual fans and the committed one, too. I'm going to say, because you've heard quite a bit about the Yamaha <laughs> heyday era and also bringing Yamaha back to winning ways from Brivio's side of the story, if you've not yet, go and check out the podcast we did with Lynn Jarvis, the man... Compare the man the who top. was the boss. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that would be a great also, show. Also, just quick disclaimer. I keep saying or keep thinking of Yamaha heyday. Anyone from Yamaha who's listening, you're, we're well aware that you've won more races than anyone this year <laughs> and they're absolutely killing it. It's just that kind of era when it was such dominance as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sorry for using that phrase that sounds <laughs> not quite how we mean it. But uh, things to go and watch as well. From me, I'd say a couple of Suzuki specials from their return to Grand Prix racing. Vinales's win at Silverstone. Mm. Really, really impressive. It was also his first win as well as Suzuki's first win back in the paddock, uh, which, as it turns out, was the project did not start that long after they left. That yeah. was a good fact, I thought. Not at all. Uh, and then also the classic, you've probably already seen it. If you're that deep into the spot that you're watching us talk at you, I'm sure you've seen the Rins Marquez duel from Silverson. Was it last year? It was last year. Time is Every, a Everything haze. feels about three Yeah, exactly. So go and watch that from 1923. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was a great duel. Amazing battle. Final corner. I'm sure you're already aware. Go enjoy that. So uh, Before we go, um, we should probably just do a little bit of uh, podcast admin because we're coming to the end of the season, GP season, and also the podcast season too. We're going to have, I think, one more episode after this. I think maybe one, one, two, yeah. One, one or two, but I'm pretty sure that, well, we're coming towards the end of it. So uh, we're going to be start gearing up for, well, season three season next year. Three. So if you are listening still at this point in the show, <laughs> 
give us some pointers of who you want to <laughs> hear mom. from. Yeah. <laughs> hi, mum. Yeah, hi, hi, dad. So that's the two listeners out there. Uh, if you've got some suggestions of who you want to hear from in the broader MotoGP community, athletes from other sports who have got a big, uh, uh, who are super keen on it, uh, celebrities, whoever, anyone we can get a hold of, for our, the, we'll, we'll hop into some DMs on Instagram. So yeah, <laughs> let's have a think about that. And as ever, also give us some feedback on YouTube, uh, leave a review tweet us using hashtag, hashtag podcast. podcast as well as hashtag free review of yeah. course uh, yeah thank you very much for joining us once again I think that is everything and we will see you for maybe the season finale next time out that's season finale like we're in some sort of amazing US drama really? but uh, for the, <laughs> the end of the season thanks again yeah.